Welcome to the Till the Wheels Fall Off podcast. I am one of your hosts, Spice, from Spice Life TV, and... I'm your other host, Creed, who you guys affectionately know as Pookie. Glad to be here. And this is a weekly podcast that we have that talks about relationships. And reentry. Yes, and the reason we chose those topics is because that's our life. If you followed us from before on our YouTube channel, you'll know that we did a series called Love After Lockup, and that was following my journey with my husband through his incarceration and then also when he was um coming out of incarceration and how he was kind of acclimating back into the the society as well as how i was acclimating back into society so we did the love after lockup uh series and that has just ended and so we have a lot of interest people are giving us a lot of love showing us a lot of grace and asking questions and find wanting more information about us as a couple or how we got through different things mm-hmm. So we thought we'd keep the, the party going. Yeah, people definitely been interested in our lives. And so Isn't we're giving that it to cool? them. Yeah, it's very cool. And it's interest in such a positive way. Yeah. Like I was I'm really shocked at how how much interest there's been. Hmm. But I'm grateful. You're shocked? I'm shocked at how it came so quickly. We're dope. <laughs> I think I agree with that. That's just, that's just what happens. <laughs> for so we wanted to start this podcast. Um, and continue the fun with you guys. And mm-hmm. so, of course, you know, the Spice Rack, y'all, we've been we've been rolling for a minute. And I figure y'all will start with the Pookie Pack, too. I don't know what y'all sign is going to be. Because the Spice Rack, no, when I come on, I'll be giving them a little, yeah, we'll doing that little out. salt bay. Okay. Syrup on your forearms, or if the salt hits it, it just gets stuck there. And then you can't okay. do that. How about that? Why? What are you going to do for your pookies? My pookies? Yeah, what's your pookie pack going to be? We'll figure that out because we do it collectively. You uh, know what I'm saying? I'm not a selfish person. I don't just do it on my own. I do it with... I did it with them, too. Oh, I'm not speaking on you. I'm okay. just saying overall, I'm, do just, that. I'm just not a selfish person. And I don't know if you remember, but you named the Spice Rack. I do remember that. I came up... Well, he I wanted a name, and he came up with the Spice Rack because mm-hmm. he was actually talking about my personal rack. But I thought it was dope because, you know, me being Spice, y'all being the Spice Rack, because I feel like the way that I do well with being on camera mm-hmm. is because of the feedback and just the, you know, the banter that we have in the comment section and just sure. getting to know the Spice Rack. So I figured they're all my little seasonings and they need a place to be. Gotcha. And this is where the Spice Rack is held right here. Yeah. All my little seasonings. So. And you got a good good crew yeah you got a crew they're so amazing and they you guys have been so just wonderful very welcoming very understanding you've been giving me different perspectives and just like hope and happiness and i'm rooting for a few of y'all that are in similar situations like it's just dope i just really have enjoyed it appreciate the love yeah yeah i think you're surprised at how much you liked it too or how you uh surprised at how well received you've been Mm. Yeah, you've been you've been relaying to me some of the you know comments and reactions from people and whatnot, and I appreciate it. I uh, try to relate them all, y'all, but you know. Yeah, yeah, you know. But that being said, <laughs> it's been a uh, it's been an experience 
to be home and have you know this much love shown to me and not really have done anything to get it from the spice rack mm-hmm. so i just want to return the, the love and give it back to y'all you know what i'm saying and just say i'm happy to be here and give you guys anything i have to give it's yours so we're happy to have you babe i appreciate it welcome that's what's up all right so it is 2022 when they'll see this first video it will be 2022 um you guys can see we are right in the holiday season it is before the christmas season um but we wanted to go ahead and make sure that these videos was ready because we've got a lot of things going on ending this year out mm-hmm. um and we've had a lot going on this last year so it's interesting that the year started very kind of uncertain and then it's ending in the most certain way. Yeah. My brother is getting married this month, and so we're gonna be out of town the next couple in the next couple weeks. And so we didn't want to be rushing and miss the you know the hype and the buzz, and we want to give you a good episode. So this mm-hmm. is shot early, but it is talking about what we were will be doing going through this next coming year. But we also want to give you a little bit of a recap of what we went through this last year. Yeah. <laughs> cold year y'all we want to set our intentions for a amazing year coming because we did have a wonderful year i mean despite all of the weirdness Mm -hmm. and the ups and downs 2021 was a blessing it was it wasn't bad at all it was just a lot of uh experiences that we weren't used to Mm -hmm. so a lot i don't even want to say uncertainty it was just a lot of like well what is this yeah and when you're in that space a lot sometimes it could you know, it can mess up time and you kind of get a different perspective, but it's yeah. actually was, it's been a blessing the whole thing. The whole thing's it been has. a blessing. And, and we had to remind ourselves of that because we, like I say, we were just so tired of being in the uncertain space yeah. about every our everyday life. But now we're good and we understand it. We're getting there. God's given us, given us clarity. Yes, he's definitely given us clarity. Okay, so let's just start back. Last January, 2021. Mm-hmm. I automatically go back to January of 2020. It's like last year kind of in 2020 just roll into one to me. Okay. So it is a little hard to like specify what happened in January. But what I can say is I know that we had just had a trailer early on in January. Mm-hmm. Correct? Correct. Or was it the end of December? Oops, I got lipstick on you. Sorry. It was. Man, that's a good question. When was that last one? Um... It was, I think it was mid-January because we were then hoping that we got one for our anniversary. And then we were like, how many more do we have mm-hmm. until you come home? Yeah. So what we knew was is that he was going to work release in sometime in June, July. Well, July. Of 2020. Yes. Of 2021. This year. No, 2020. I went in June, July 2020. Oh! I did six months and got out. See, I'm melting. I'm February of 2021. Ah, it's, it's all together. Okay. You want me? You want me to do it? Please. Okay. <laughs> so we had a trailer visit when I was still incarcerated in January of 2020, and the Dang. the pandemic hit shortly after that. So there was a lot of uncertainty about when I was going to come home and whatnot. And long story short. I ended up coming to work release, getting out and coming to work release in July 30th of 2020. Okay, yes. And then I had to do six months there, which I released February of 2021 and came home. Okay. So we start January 2021. Okay, now I remember. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So January 2021, I was getting ready for you to come home. That yes. was when I was like... Remember, I was cleaning the house. I still, I was supposed to be cleaning that room out. That room still ain't clean. Y'all know, if you've been watching the vlog, 
you knew that I was planning to clean that room out. But and you it did actually, clean it and I, it got re-dirty. That's right. In fairness, I cleaned it out and then it just got re-messed up again. Mm-hmm. But so I'm planning for him to come home, like totally nesting, totally buying him clothes. I think yeah. y'all saw the vlog where I took the package of his clothes to the, the prison for the last time. Yeah. That was my last drive down there. Like there's just been all of these things that have been coming. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that was before that. I'm so I'm all over the place. That's all right. It's been a it's been two years of and weirdness. You haven't talked about this at no. length, so it's, Especially it's going not to come chronologically. out. Yeah, it's going to come out a little jumbled at first, so, so that's understandable. Excuse me, y'all. And so coming off of that, y'all remember too if you watch the vlogs. Which if you haven't, please check out our YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. like I said, and now we're moving on to the podcast. But you still can watch us on YouTube and where you watch or listen to your podcast. For sure. Um, however. Coming on to January, we just finished the holiday season. Mm-hmm. So exactly a year from ne- from today, this is in December, we just got from uh, finished Thanksgiving where it was very tragic because from one, he was still on work release. They were on a pandemic like lockdown. So he wasn't able to come home on his um, outings or his socials like he was supposed to on, on work release. We were supposed to be able to spend several times a week together and him spend time at home like a whole day but because of the pandemic they shut all that down so I didn't get to see him for Thanksgiving I only talked to him one time that day because unfortunately the night before um, while you were at work release um, another resident had committed suicide yeah and so that on top of everything with the pandemic of course they they shut everything else down to investigate that and to check things out and it was just that was a day uh, now don't get it twisted. I mean, somebody lost their life, so of so course that's sad. the most tragic thing. Of course. Um, but you know, and being home, being out, and it was like the first Thanksgiving, and I was we was trying so hard to do everything by the rules so that I could go home on the social for Thanksgiving. Yeah, Didn't happen. And then this happened, and then I ended up having to be in my room all day because that investigation was going on. The police was there, so I was just thanks spent Thanksgiving in my room. He did at work release, and I. <laughs> that was like the the first time since you've been at work release that I think I had a full meltdown in front of somebody else. I just that was like my breaking point because I just felt like he's home but he's not home and I'm getting nothing from him or able to see him or anything. So then we go from Thanksgiving and go right into Christmas and pretty much the same. We yeah. didn't see each other, couldn't spend the day with each other. Um, I don't even if I talk to you but not very much like. It was just, yeah. it was worse than if he was actually still in prison. Yeah. I would have had more um, connection and opportunity with him if he was still in prison. So, And the fact that I'm right down the street. Right down the street. And you can't even see each other, that was, that was also bad, but, <laughs> you know. So that was a hard thing, like going into 2021 and we're just like, you would think that I would just be so happy because I know that it's ending, but the way that it had been ending... I was so unsure and just a little scared and also like, is this going to just keep being our, 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 our story that we just keep having all these bumps? Like nothing's easy. We can't seem to catch a break, but y'all February came through and we finally caught, caught a break. February 17th came through February 17th. Here's, here's the particular about that on February 17th, 23 years ago. I was arrested. And then February 20, February 17th, 23 years later, which is 2021, I was released. And very rarely does that happen. Never does that happen. Ever. Same day, the exact same day. 
And so, uh, yeah, I was released. I came home. I had that. They put the ankle bracelet on. So I had the monitor. I had the home monitoring. I had to stay in the house unless I was approved to go somewhere. But it didn't even matter. The, the DOC people came and they drove me from the work release home. When I came home, it looked just like this. When it I walked did. in the door, it looked just like That's this. That's right. It did. It was February 17th and Candace Spice had kept... <laughs> had kept all the Christmas decorations up from Christmas all the way until I came home so I could experience Christmas that year and wouldn't have to wait a whole nother year. When I walked in, there was presents, there was a tree, there was lights. Were you playing Christmas music that day or were you playing gospel music? Oh, I was playing gospel when you walked in the house. You was playing gospel music. It was just that whole atmosphere and this place was like lit up and it was just festive and it was comfortable and cozy. It was And it, nice. was, it was the dopest, dopest homecoming uh... I don't know if Pookie would let me, but I have footage from that day because I wanted to have that for us. And there was a couple parts in there. I probably wouldn't even be able to share because the song is um, cop- will be copyright. But mm-hmm. when I tell y'all that moment of when I saw him walking across the yard and the moment I saw the car pull up that he was in, like, ah. Uh, that was dope. I, I I could cry about it right now. Like yeah, I could cry right now. Like just thinking about like the fact that it all happened right here, not even a year ago, and like you were home, babe. Yeah, it's dope. <laughs> it's all right. So, mind you, I've never been in this house. Never walked into this house, and I only seen pictures of it inside and out that she sent me when I was inside. So when they drove me to this place. I'm looking for the house. Mind you, you let me know that it was on the corner. So mm-hmm. we came from that way, and we came from that way. I'm looking for it on the corner, and I couldn't find it. I was like, where are we at? Where are we at? And then we, I didn't see it until we pulled up. And we pulled up. I looked to the right, and here it was, the same picture that I've been seeing the whole time. This beautiful house. I felt like it was over. Oh, you did? I did. Like, I didn't consider, you know, all the other stuff that came with it, the ankle bracelet that I was about to have to put on, but I was sitting in that car mm-hmm. and I was sitting outside my own home. Your home. I was like, it's over. Like, it's done. So we came in. Mm-hmm. I think you were just like hella excited, but at the same time, I could tell you it just cried a little bit. No, I hadn't cried. Well, no, that's true. You're right. I had cried. I've been, I was crying because... Me and God were literally having a moment. Like, I was praying when he was on his way here, just, like, not knowing what's what's coming. Like, Lord, please just have me do what you need me to do. Put me in the right positions. Have the right people come and talk to us. Like, just set us up for success. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, praying, like, let me be ready for this. Like, help me to make sure I'm a good partner for him. And I hope that he's a good partner for me. And, like, us cohabitating. Like, I was... Not nervous in a scared way, but just because it's new. And so I literally was praying, and I was praying, praying, praying. And I need to find that song because the song came on on its own. Um, All in His Plan. PJ Morton's All in His Plan came on. And when I tell you that song, uh, and you, I know God played it then because, for one, I'd never heard it before. I'd never heard that song before, and he had just dropped the album at the time. It came on randomly because I had just like, I had had it just playing PJ Morton songs. And I heard the song and I'm like, oh, that's a good song. So I stop in my tracks. I repeat, put it on repeat. And so all morning, I'm just like praising God, crying, thanking God that this is ending and getting ready for him to come home. And then he 
shows up. I'm like literally here having a moment like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I see something drive drive past and I look out the window and my heart was just like, he's here. And you'll see me on the video like I'm running there and then I'm running back here trying yeah. to like figure out, do I, am I, do I know that, let him know he sees me? Like, do I, are we playing this game or am I just going to jump out and run? And I'm just and like, you came out. Pookie! Yeah, that was dope. It was so perfect. He comes in the house. Of course, he has the two ladies that are bringing him here. And I just hugged him, and I held on to him, and, of course, cried. And they were nice enough to just let us have a moment. Mm -hmm. Because it was, like, 20-something years, and I had not seen him outside of those walls in that long. And it just was such a surreal. It was surreal for me, too. Oh, I'm having a hard time holding it together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was surreal for me too. It was it was completely dope. Um, like I say, walking in here and I know from being incarcerated and watching my friends get out that they don't most of them don't come home in situations like this. So I felt extremely blessed that day and have been ever since. Because even the ones that do get to come home the way I came home don't always end up like I've ended up months later. Yeah. Like I'm just being honest. So when I walked in here and she gave me a hug, I felt the same thing that you felt. Like it was like, not, not let it all out because we did have people that were here yeah. from, from DOC, but it was just like some of that had to come out. Mm-hmm. And so we just had a moment and we just hugged it out and just I just held her and she was crying and I felt like crying and it was just a good day. Oh, such a good day. It was a good day. They came in and we did some paperwork. Um, he had to do some paperwork. They fitted him for his little bracelet. I'm just here. I had to sign paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of gave us the rundown. And then they left. It seemed like they were here a long time. Which it seemed like it. It was a good amount of time. But when they left, we we just kind of looked laughed. at each other. And, yeah. and smiled. And it was just stupid. Almost like little, like the the two kids that are young and have a crush. And they're like looking at each other from across the room like, can we hug? Can we? Because we have, we've had trailers and been unsupervised in the trailer, but that's still in on DLC property. Yeah. We had not been anywhere that we were not monitored. In a long time. In over 20. In that long. In, in a quarter century, basically. Where we were actually by ourselves. Now, mind you, we did still have the ankle bracelet on, and so we knew we were still monitored, but mm-hmm. like... We were just by ourselves. It was an out of sight, out of mind thing. Like it that was. was prison's not out of sight, out of mind, but no. the ankle bracelet was. So we would actually forget about it after probably the second day or something. I wouldn't even feel it on my ankle no more. Yeah. And um, the only time it was an issue was when I wanted to go somewhere. But other than that, I was home, and it was dope. And we just started living. Like we jumped right in. We did. We had some super crazy fun times, and then right away. We kind of had some moments that were a little uncertain with, um... Hmm? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that late in a little bit later. But, um, that was a super quick... For me, that was a super low low really quickly because it was unsuspected. Unspe- yeah. Unexpected. Unexpected. Yeah. Um, but it also was the first time that I ever had a really, like, life-changing situation happened to me personally where he was physically able to like comfort me mm-hmm. and be there a physical support in person yeah like i've never really had that and if it does happen it's like i'm still having residual feelings but i 
like the initial things already happened and I'll see you and we can, you know, cuddle Mm -hmm. or whatever. But I've never like had to, I've never had the opportunity to have a struggle like that and go through it with you. And that one came literally month one Mm -hmm. of you being home. And we've kind of just been, you know, dealing with it ever since. But that that was a moment that let me know, like, yeah, girl, your life's different. Like, you are not by yourself. You have a partner. And even you were like, yeah, you need to tell me that stuff. Like, I yeah. need to be in on this. Like, keep me updated. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I was just always just so used to just operating. And, like, I'd keep him in the loop, but not really on stuff that I didn't think he could do much for. Well, I, I think that, and that kind of gave you the ability to have these type of problems or things that affected you and just be on autopilot because yeah. you couldn't divulge certain things or you or we weren't in a position to so you just had to keep it to yourself and then mm-hmm. that made you go on autopilot because you had to get through the day you had to get through the week you had to, things you had to do you couldn't think about it yeah and i for a minute there there was a time where you were still kind of doing that and you still kind of do it a little bit but not with major stuff like major stuff it's getting you, easier. yeah yeah but you still kind of when something happens, you kind of go into autopilot and you yeah. have to remind yourself, like, wait, but I need to talk about this or I need to, you know, speak to him about this. And so, so interesting. I've been noticing how more, how much more you do it now versus then. So that's why it's noticeable. Okay. Do you feel like you, now that you notice it more, do you feel like, okay, I like that? Like, I like that she's yeah, telling me that. Or do you feel like sometimes, like, stop talking to me so much? No, because, <laughs> well, yeah, I do feel that. But at the same time, I'm just playing. What, what you got to understand is that there's a role here, and if you don't do those things, then that role's not being fulfilled. Yeah. And unfulfilled roles, unfulfilled potential is, like, everybody knows, like, one of the most tragic things in the world. Like, you can't just have a person here just playing an empty role. Mm-hmm. And so you, I do the same thing with you. Like, you're, you're still to this day kind of telling me because I usually operate in solo mode. Like, mm-hmm. I have it in here, and I keep it in here, and that's how I do. And so... You've been helping me be more communicative in the way that, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of mm-hmm. set forward because as a couple, you start to notice that you have to lay these bricks down. To, to be on that road that you're going to walk on, you have to lay these bricks down. We can do that. If I tell her, and she helps me lay these bricks, and I ain't telling her nothing, then we walking on the dirt road. I know that don't make sense to y'all, but as long as y'all, when y'all get to know me, you'll get to know <laughs> that this does make sense. Now, not being communicative in a relationship it's not a good thing. Yeah. Not a good thing. And communication goes both ways. You got to listen as much as you talk. And so what I've been learning is that with all the talking that you have to do with the things that affect you, I have to become a better listener. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I used to have to listen to you before, I, I said it the wrong way. When I used to listen to you before. <laughs> That's how I felt too. When I used to listen to you before to because me. I knew he wasn't giving me the whole story. It was like you give me that, that little bit and I was like, okay, okay, you good, babe? Okay, and then we move on. Mm-hmm. Here now it's like, no, I want to deal with this because I want to be sure that I be the catalyst that helps my wife get over this. And he does so, such a good job at that. That's where we're at. I'm really, like, you would think that since we only had phones to talk, we only had writing to talk for so long that our communication would be top notch. No. We are having to learn how to communicate a whole different way yeah. and about way more things. We talk a lot about our feelings. Like I feel like those things, we have that covered. We have had years to talk about how we feel, kind of how we process, those kind of things. What we have not had to talk about is just how we operate daily on mm-hmm. an everyday basis. Right. And we operate very differently. And even though we thought that we knew that and we're preparing 
you have your time, I do my time, we do our thing. Like, we, we had that planned. Mm, can't prepare for that. Because, for one, you can't prepare for it because we don't even know what's coming. Right. But, two, we can't prepare because both of us want to be up under each other all the time. And we've had the, now we have the opportunity where we can. Mm-hmm. So that's also, like, well, do we do we be up under each other or we do we get our stuff done? Like, we're having to figure out what that looks like. Yeah, that's definitely, that's the thing that's still going on. That's still going Probably on. Probably going to be going on a year from now, just so you know, because, because we like to be in each other's space. We do. Yeah. We haven't had that for so long. I mean, and we're newlyweds too, but newlyweds already like that, but we're newlyweds and newly together. Like, mm-hmm. newly just, everything's. New. I can just touch you when I want to. Don't, don't hit me though. Nine. But yeah, so we're 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 working that we're working through that. I really feel like though, babe, this is gonna be a lot of therapy for us because what? this this podcast. Why? Because I think well, for one, we're only gonna talk about things that we can talk about, which are things that we live and life. And there's a lot that we've recently decided or have come up or realized that we have things from the past that we have dealt with but maybe need to deal with more mm-hmm. but then also coming we going forward we've had a lot of things we've picked up along the way that we're like oh that's a problem or oh we should examine that yeah so <coughs> sorry covid i'm going to need you to get that together while we're on camera don't be coughing in front of the camera this is a professional i was trying to wait you got done talking oh which didn't happen for a long time oh before I did that. Because hmm, I'm the long-winded one. Anyway. You okay? Yeah, I was a hard heart to hold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't like, hold it, babe. Let it out. No, because I don't want you to do less editing. So I was letting oh. you get the sentence out and then... You see that? Don't worry about this, babe. <clears throat> I got it. Okay. You cough. All right, so moving forward. We went right into wedding planning. Well, I had been in wedding planning mode. Mm-hmm. Like, I started planning this wedding last July. Yeah. If not sooner. Yeah. So I'd already been kind of in wedding planning mode. I had been, been to the venue. I had already paid the deposits for the venue. We already decided, like, a lot of the things that we were going to do for the wedding. And so we were just going through it. Uh, pandemic and wedding planning. Mm-hmm. Not really a fun thing. Didn't really love that for me. <laughs> was not good. It was nah. very up and down. It was back and forth. Uh, we're in Washington State, and so we were the epicenter for COVID when it first started. Like everybody had it was coming from here, and then our state like shut down. Then we started to reopen. Then we shut down again. And every time they'd have a reopen, shut down, or we're going back a phase, or we're jumping up a phase, that would change how we could. Perf- uh, proceed with this wedding. Yeah. So, what? Now I was about to say because the wedding is supposed to be in June, July. No, no July thirtieth. Yeah. And we were in May and still didn't know what we were going to do. In May, y'all. The plan was we had set April tax day, April fifteenth, yep. as the day if it wasn't open, then we were canceled. Because that was 15th. the governor was going to tell us that day. The governor's going to tell us. Then he extended it two more weeks. Yes, and then we ex- so we extended it and we went into the month of May. Kind of in the air. Because here's why this was so stressful. is because we already paid the deposit for the venue and we paid the deposit for the food. 
So those two are the biggest expenses, and no matter what, we were going to have to pay the other half. So the venue, no matter what, you pay that half of what is a fixed price. The food could have been adjusted based on if the numbers changed. So we went from being able to invite 150 people to them saying we only could have 35 people at one point, and then it went up to 50 people. We ended up having about 85, 90 that showed up. We'll tell you more about that in a second. But um, the reason we kept him and Han because we were like, well, why am I going to pay all this money to feed 50 people when that amount of people, we could have that at the house mm -hmm. and we don't have to do all this extra stuff. And at that point, losing the deposit on the, the um, venue would have still saved us. It would have been worth it, you know? Yeah. So we're back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I literally was at the point where I was like, babe, let's just bump it. Let's just focus on babies and that's it. We won't even do the official wedding. We'll just courthouse it and call it good. And babe was like, what'd you say? I basically was like, listen, this isn't God's plan. It ain't nothing about to stop it. I honestly felt that in my heart. I wasn't even trying to be like the positive God. <laughs> I just felt like, I felt like in that moment, I was home. I had came home earlier than expected. Mm -hmm. I got home a whole year earlier than expected. A whole year early. Um, <coughs> a lot of things was kind of happening in our favor in terms of like me already having a job when I came home and having some money and being able to do some things that I wanted to do. Point I'm making is that it was just like, I knew that I was living a life that a lot of cats didn't live. So I was like, we're blessed. I'm not about to sit up here and be like, well, we're not going to have the wedding. When God is showing me that we're so blessed, it's ridiculous mm -hmm. in every other aspect of our lives. So when it was like uncertainty there, I was like, this uncertainty is not a God. So we're going to have it. It's going to happen. If you want it, we're going to have it. And what did you say to me, though, about, about wanting it? I don't remember. <laughs> He was really sweet because I was on the, like I said, on the brink of just like, this is not worth it. Let's just cancel it. And he was just like, no, like, you deserve this day. You've been wanting this day. You've been planning this day. Like, this is your day mm -hmm. and you're going to have it. And then I was just like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. it. And I had it. I had it, y'all. We get to the wedding. Now that's in July. But all the way, what we haven't told y'all is from May through July, we had the bright idea to hire a friend of ours to do our basement. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot to do a basement remodel while we're planning a surprise wedding. That was the other thing I don't think we told y'all. If you don't watch our YouTube, which please go visit, Spice Life TV, um, you'll see that we had a surprise wedding. And so everybody that was coming was under the pretense that they were coming for a welcome home freedom party for Creed. For this guy. So it was going to be a surprise party for him that he was in on. Mm -hmm. So all of my family, all of my friends, his friends, everybody thought they were coming to surprise Creed at this party. Yes. And so originally we had been planning to redo our basement and we were going to, re we were redoing our yard. And so I had said, oh, we're just going to have a celebration party for Creed at the house, especially when we thought we were going to have to cancel the venue. So I thought, well, we could just kind of do them all together and do it here at the house if we had to, have his party, all that thing. We knew that. Nobody else knew that. Everybody else just thought, oh, they're going to have a party at the house. Well, then once we realized how many people we could have because the, the city opened back up and we could raise our limit again, 
that was going to be way too many people coming in and out through here. Yeah. I didn't need no 85, 90 people coming in and out of my house. No. Sorry. No. Especially our people. Because <laughs> they can be, yeah. they can be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we end up, you know, going to the venue or whatnot. But doing, planning a wedding is already crazy. Planning a surprise wedding even more crazy. And then planning a, a surprise wedding in a p- pandemic? That's the max level of crazy. Now, what did we do? We took it up a notch by doing renovation to our house. A whole renovation. Like, we're talking about demo and basically creating your room. A whole space and our whole outside. The yeah. fence, the yard, pavers, the grass, all of the stuff. There was, ne- there, was not a, there was not a moment to rest. We... And it wasn't even, this was all me. Like, I think what happened was, I've been waiting for this man to come home to do all the things. And I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And as soon as I got him, we did all the things. <laughs> here's it, another thing. Here's, here's, here's a little tidbit that you forgot to mention. Hmm. You're planning a wedding. You're planning a surprise wedding. You're planning a surprise wedding in the pandemic. With a home renovation going on, and all this is happening, and I'm still on an ankle bracelet. <gasps> so I can't leave the house. He can't just go to the store for me. I can't go to the Venue. Dump. He can't go to the venue. He can't go just to the the tasting. If it's just like, he has to plan his schedule a week in advance. Actually, a week and a half. A yeah. week and a half in advance. You have yeah. to write it out literally hour by hour where you're going to be. And for a guy who's been incarcerated, and his days are basically planned for him, it was hard for me to plan out a day. Like, I think a lot of times I just put work and gym on there, and that was all I did. Yeah, and I don't often have to, like, be like, no, you got to get gas, or no, you got to go here, or yeah. we got to make a doctor's appointment. So there was no spontaneity. No. It was all planned. So mm-hmm. doing all of that, and still, he helps as much as he can where he can, and if we could plan it ahead, he would take care of it. But a lot of it was still on me. Oh, yeah. I had to do a lot of stuff because I had to – while we're doing the renovation, I had to do all the, the dump runs with his friend because he wasn't able to go. A lot of times I had to go with his friend to pick up the materials because he wasn't able to go. Mm-hmm. We could use his truck. He just couldn't drive the truck mm-hmm. to go get it. Yeah. That was a trip. So it was a lot. And even though we were so excited and had so much fun this summer, we had the wedding and then I think I just like shut down. Yeah, because we, we was running on fumes, especially literally you. fumes, and especially I'm still you. having a hard time catching catching up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it's just a it was a a lot going on because even before we fully you get came home, I'm still wedding planning and all also preparing for you to come home. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that goes into that, which I don't I think people have no idea. But it, it's been two years solid of working to towards for this moment and I literally burnt the candle at both ends yeah and it was all worth it I had the most beautiful day it was a gorgeous wedding beautiful day beautiful wedding great people um my man is home and I just absolutely adore him to death but yeah it's taking a toll on your girl so I've been chilling and laying low and we've just kind of been slowly getting our getting our footing again you see how long it took you to end that sentence right there that's what I'm talking about so the reason why I wanted her in a sentence is because I am home but that's the prize right there so I'm finally home got the prize so imagine how I feel you know and it was like can you hand me that card 
this one? Yeah. To be home and to just not have to worry about nothing but your prize. It was such a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. And to know that you're about to have this wedding and you're about and you're cohabitating and you're doing everything. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the hard stuff just didn't sit with me in terms of paying attention and, and saying we have to nip that in the bud because it was kinda like, uh, you know, that's nothing. That's just passing fancy. We'll we got we got all this stuff to do, we're gonna do it. And yeah. then when we were done, all that stuff was catching up. Yeah. You know? I mean, because even with, like, the house remodel, we killed ourselves, especially, like, that last two weeks because we had family coming. Did you not tell me my eyelash was Was it off the whole time? What? My eyelash? No. <laughs> my eyelash was just waving in the wind. No. Okay. I felt it because I was fanning myself. So that last two weeks was really hard because we had family coming in that was staying with us for this wedding. And mm-hmm. so we were just... Night and day, basement, 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 basement. If, I, if he was gone and not home, I'm painting, trying to do whatever. If when he was home, he'd come right from his physical labor job to then do another two or three, four hours downstairs in the basement. Yeah. So we kill ourselves and we finished it to where it looks up. It looked en- done enough for guests to come and feel like, okay, this is a good space. Mm-hmm. I know what's all not done. He knows what's all not done. Yeah. And we've kind of made some headway, but when I tell you, we when we put that hammer down, because we were done, we put that hammer down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's funny is that it's such, it's such a labor of love that we have probably, let's just say, 10 small things that need to be done down there still. But not paying attention to the, like, the four big things that we've already done, which was like the major hurdle. Mm-hmm. It was like creating the walls and the ceiling uh, that wasn't there when we started and um the floor the floor you know just stuff like that the painting which you did the all house, of it basically. the house is old so nothing is square nothing is works it's right square None level of the plugs work <laughs> yeah it's just so yeah yeah we, we we did our thing and so going down there now you go down in the basement and you, you like love this it you feel like this nice but we know there's there's some areas we still got to work on yeah but we'll get there but it's cool though i think that's the other thing that i've had to really work on is just like girl slow down it's not a rush he's here now y'all can take your time but you know i mean talking to just my other friend about this recently she was like girl that's your trauma like the trauma of being with someone incarcerated for so long and him being snatched up like he was snatched up me being just wanting to be like <laughs> all over you all the time or just not wanting you to be away from me too long or all of those things are just because you know we had to deal with that for so long so we're just overcoming a lot yeah we're overcoming a lot so august comes i married my stalker what? you got a lot of nerve talking <laughs> about someone stalking somebody why who stalked who for 20 something years i stalked the fuck out of you out of prison stalking me. Yeah, get right. off my phone. Leave me alone. Where you at? <laughs> I got things to do. How many times you get off at 5 and get a phone call from me at 501? No, I get a call at 459. Talking about you ain't in the car? Fool, I haven't even checked out yet. I haven't even told them I'm leaving. Yeah, that's your fault. Yeah. On the phone, in my face. I have like, leave me alone. No, you didn't. You never did. <laughs> You never did that. Oh, but I wanted to. Yeah, but you didn't. Ooh. Yeah, you knew what's up. 
You know I was coming home. <laughs> you know I was coming home. <laughs> so August came, and guess what happened in August? Your birthday. Leo Nation and your girl turned. Wait, how do you do it on the? Is it this way or this way? Yeah, there you go. Four. No, the other way. Four zero. Go. The big four zero, y'all. Just had a big, big old wedding, and then had a birthday party here. Here. Mm-hmm. Why? Two here. weeks after. Oh, a surprise wedding. Yeah. Because it was my fortieth. Yeah. We kept it small. It was just family, which small is still like 15, 20 people. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great. My auntie came and baked cake cakes. She did. What she baked three? Three. Yeah, yeah, she she baked had three. three cakes. Bay barbecued. Um yeah. he we worked really hard on our yard. We'd set up the gazebo. We had the fire pit. We had the seating tables. We had the basement done so people could go from the outside into the basement watching the game and back up. Like, it was just, it yeah, was all the lights strong. All up. the lights. It was gorgeous. And yeah. we had a great time. Um, and then September, pretty chill. September was the month that we caught up with people from the wedding that we planned. So every weekend, oh, we had yeah. something to do in September. Up to the, yeah, yeah, in September. And a lot of the weekends up till the wedding. We, yeah. Because, you know, he's home. People want to see him. People want to meet him. People we just want to connect with. Like, so we're always having things to do. And mm-hmm. then September was, we kind of put everything off on in July because we knew we had the house and the wedding. September was makeup time with everybody. Mm-hmm. So we had stuff going on the Saturday and the Sunday of the weekend, plus stuff during the week. Like, it was just a lot. And I'm going to tell you all right now, I appreciate mm-hmm. my weekends. And so when that was happening, it was like, it's too much. <laughs> you know, I love I love my people. Yeah. Don't get twisted. It ain't nothing about that. It's just I like, I like my downtime to be able to recover and go back to work. We're man. introverts. Yeah. We're outgoing introverts. So it is we our downtime is very very critical. Like we need it. And even though I I know how bad I need my downtime. It was it made it clear to me a couple times when I would see Creed literally like standing in the corner like this is just too much. Too many people is too loud, too many kids. Sometimes he would just disappear and I he'd tell me later he's outside by the gar- outside on the side of the house where the garbages and stuff were just so nobody could find him. Yeah. And that was kind of my cue like okay, let's slow it down and not be so busy. Like we don't have to fill every second. And if every if people invite us, we don't have to say yes to everything. That was hard at first. Because it wasn't like I felt obligated. It was almost just FOMO. Like, I've, I've missed out on so much. I just want to, like, let's go. They invite us. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's kind of where I was. Knowing good and well, I don't like doing nothing. No, you don't. I As soon as I say yes, I want to find a way out of it. As <laughs> soon as I say yes. Yeah. So we slowed down there. Mm-hmm. And then we rolled into Pookie's first birthday home. That was a dope birthday. Yes. I had a good birthday. He shares the same birthday as my best friend, my cousin, Ty. Yeah, that's my guy. They have the same birthday. That's my guy. And they're both big seafood eaters. Just eat big foodies, period. So what did you do? 
my boy Tyler had told me he's never had king crab. Had you had t- king crab before? No, I had. They both had never had king crab, and they are big seafood eaters, which to me was like, how? I understand you, but I still don't understand him. No. Free as the sun is long. <laughs> the day yeah. is long. Sorry. But, um, so I went to Costco and stocked up and hooked them up with a ultimate seafood boil. You did. Inspired by B Love's Life herself, because I use her sauce. I got them the lobster tails. I got them the shrimps with the shells on them. Potatoes. Scallops. Scallops. Did I say lobster did you have tails? Muscles? No, muscles? we didn't have it muscles. Was something else that we. Shrimp? Did you say I shrimp? said shrimp. So, shrimp. Lobster, king crab, scallops, potatoes. Corn. No, we didn't do corn. We were missing something. We There's are. one more thing. I don't know. Oh, the sauce? Maybe it was a dipping sauce. It could have been. Or the drinks? Yeah. Anyway, I put it on this big platter. Y'all know mukbang style. I put it on this big platter. I had the crab, crab legs like, ha, around the side. And then I had the lobsters. They each got two lobsters. And... Mm-hmm. It was a fortune, a small fortune in seafood, but so worth it because, for one, they thoroughly enjoyed it. And I had, I've been waiting to throw you a birthday party forever, and he didn't really want a birthday party, so this was the next best thing. But next year, I don't care if you want a birthday party, I'm throwing you one, because I have this plan in my head. What do you have in your head? It is going to be the ultimate adult kid party. I'm talking obstacle courses, I'm talking games, I'm talking pinatas, I'm talking... All the things. You know what you're doing. But on an adult level. Everybody there is going to be over 40. Yeah. Maybe even over 50. And you're talking about all this interactive stuff. You're going to send people home with her back, sprained ankles. But it'll be so much fun. Traction. Like. We have we have all the things, babe. Because you know I have problems. We will have an inversion table lineup. People just do the obstacle course and then go get on the inversion table and then we'll have someone do a massage real quick with the little the you know what you could do hmm. we could just roll it up we could just roll it up we do that in put it in the air <laughs> and go from there I guarantee everybody have a good time and they won't be hurt and they won't be hurt they'll be chilling like that idea I'm telling you so we had his little birthday party ah oh, that was just so great like and you bought me the Bo Jackson throwback jersey. I did. Which I've been wanting because at the time I got incarcerated, there was no such thing as a Bo Jackson throwback because... He was still playing? No, he wasn't playing, oh. but he wasn't retired long enough to have a throwback. It oh, was like, gotcha. You know? Yeah. I mean, you could get a Bo Jackson jersey, but it wasn't like the official throwback. You didn't even right? wear it. You should have worn it today. Yeah. It's because you got the hat on. I got the hat on. That's enough for right now for them to see. But y'all going to see it soon. But she got me that jersey, and I had it on all day until it was time to eat that seafood. You, got, you know the seafood is going to drip. So I took it off, and me and Tyler, we did our thing. We put a dent in it. They did a pretty good job. We put a dent in it. Um, And, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I think that's probably going to be a tradition, it sounds like. I'm with <laughs> but it. But next year, y'all going to put in on that. I'm with it. That shit's expensive. All that seafood. Tyler, no, they did. Y'all, everybody put in. But yeah, it's it's a lot. We went to we jumped to Thanksgiving, November. Now, mind you, I told you my brother is getting married this year. Yes. So, which also my brother was my officiant at our wedding. He married us. He did. And did such a good job. My sister, she, her, and my sister in law, Leisha. So Courtney, my sister, and Leisha. They both did such an amazing job helping me with just getting our, just the details. Yeah, like they were constantly moving, constantly doing stuff. They like, were. They were priceless. They really were. They really were. Um, 
And I honestly did not expect to need them like I did. Like they they came in and just kind of took care of a situation that was like, thank you. Because that had been a stress that I just didn't want. But anyway, now it's my brother's turn. And I'm so happy for him. Yeah. So happy for him. Um, and so he's getting married in December. Now, mind you, he met Leisha at the beginning of the pandemic. So they, we, I've only met her or like been around her physically like a handful of times. And so every time I see her, it's like I'm getting, I, I, I'm trying to soak up as much as I can because you about to be my sister and marry my brother and whoop de whoop. Well, this year, since we're going down there for uh, the wedding on New Year's Eve, my brother normally comes up for Christmas. He's not going to do that. So they came up for Thanksgiving and they offered, they asked to bring Leisha's parents because our family has not met Leisha's family. Um, I, me and my sister have because we went, we've been down there, but because of the pandemic, People just ain't been traveling, and my family don't really go to California much anyway. So her parents came up for Thanksgiving, and so my brother asked me to host so that we could host her family. And of course, I was more than excited, like, hell yeah, host. And it was babe's first Thanksgiving. So we, I was going forward. I had been buying stuff, getting tables ready, ordered, and my food and my, my place settings. Like, I was going nuts because... Her parents are coming, and mind you, me and my brother and sister don't really have parents, so I wanted to make a good first impression and let them see, like, this is where my brother comes from. He ain't from just no, any old, you know, whoop de wop mm-hmm. So I'm kind of going overboard and probably could have been like, stop, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's just not how I do it. And I text Bay one morning. Did I text you a video of it, the, the, the refrigerator? Because it's like 4 o'clock in the morning. He left for work, and it was right after he leaves. The, some noise was like, and just got progressively louder and lasted for like three minutes. So, of course, it woke me up to and made me come investigate. I realized it's the refrigerator. I record the sound, give it to babe. Refrigerator's still acting fine. And then that night, he comes home or the next day, and it does it again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, we're going to have to check that out. But we both didn't really think anything that big about it because it kept stopping and then it was still working and then what happened i think did you figure it, was, it out yeah it was late one night i went to the kitchen to get something out of the refrigerator and i came back in the bedroom and said yeah the refrigerator's done because it was like i opened the refrigerator and the water didn't even frost up like yeah. the water jug it wasn't even frosty no more it was just tepid and and is that the right term tepid yeah mm-hmm. lukewarm lukewarm Oh, you stupid. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> so, um, the water the water in the refrigerator was all was all lukewarm and then um I opened the freezer and the freezer was still working, which was weird. Yeah, the freezer worked but the refrigerator didn't. So I went and told you that and then now we gotta we're we're trying to plan we're a Thanksgiving days dinner. Away from Thanksgiving. Like this we're went, a week out we're a week out. Yeah, a week away. Yeah, we're a week out. And I'm thinking, okay, we're just gonna go get a refrigerator. Oh, <laughs> You don't do that when you're in a pandemic. No. <laughs> There's no just no. going to get a refrigerator. Even if you got a truck and the ability to bring it home yourself. Ain't no refrigerator it. to get, homie. You're going to have to wait. Yeah. And they talking about four or five month wait for a new refrigerator. And we need a special size refrigerator because the space that was set up for the refrigerator, all of the, the, the new ones are oversized that. Yeah. So the space that we had available, we couldn't find a refrigerator to fit. And like I said, four to five month wait, Thanksgiving's coming. I'm stressing out, trying to find a refrigerator and like researching. All of that is just a lot mm-hmm. of work. And 
trying to figure out what the heck we're going to do is are we going to get a fridge in time for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We didn't. Long story short, we did not get a refrigerator in time. Good thing I have great family members and my auntie came back, like came through, saved the day, let us host it at her house, which she had way more space. And was happy to do it. And was happy to do it. Everybody, I still cooked what I was going to cook. Everybody made what they were going to bring. So it wasn't like she had to do everything. Mm -hmm. But still, you know, having to get your house together for company, I know that's inconvenient. So I was so grateful Leisha's family came. We all had a really good time. It was pretty chill. And I, honestly, it was kind of a blessing because when we came home, we just could come home. We done. didn't have to clean up stuff. Like, we just could be done. We had our, and I was exhausted. We had our plethora of leftovers. We did. And we was good. But <laughs> we had a plethora of leftovers with no refrigerator to keep them in. So what happened the next day? We go, I go to get my mouth, I had my mouth set for some of them cheesy, creamy mashed potatoes, and I opened the paper, and I could smell the rot before it even, Yeah. it was not good. We should have put it outside, because it's been cold enough outside. Yeah, for real. <laughs> we should have put it outside well, in the in car. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we went through Thanksgiving without a refrigerator, um, and we went a whole two weeks after Thanksgiving almost without a refrigerator. A week? A week after. A week yeah. after, because... We ended up having to, long story short, we got one. Um, and I will tell you, not having one is really a first world problem, but it's hard to not no, have a refrigerator. It's, it's super hard. Like, <laughs> so you can't, hard. You ain't cooking because some no. of the stuff you need need to be in the refrigerator, so we didn't have that. Like, y'all had to get rid of all my condiments, y'all, because it wasn't like just a couple days. You know, like, if it was two days, I probably could have, some things could have been okay. But this was now two weeks. Mm-hmm. Everything. Replacing all your condiments is expensive. All of your little things. Like, it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. So, we had a great time able to spend our two days with family. We had Thanksgiving at K-Max. And then that Friday, we just kind of had dessert and people over um, here. So, we didn't need a refrigerator. And my brother, my cousins, we all had like a game night, like a family thing with all the kids. So that was cool. A lot of family time. We were exhausted. Kind of took the rest of the weekend to just kind of get our minds together. And then we just rolled into December. We knew we were going to do the podcast. We've been working on all that. The concepts. Trying to get our logos together. We found a studio. Um, You'll probably see us after a couple episodes there. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll start filming there at the beginning of the year. So we're, I mean, we're making progress. But I wanted to tell them some of your good news that you had today if you want to tell well, you know, since I've been out, mm-hmm. um, let, let me start at the beginning. Yeah. When I was locked up, still, there was this company that came into where I was working at while I was incarcerated to do mock interviews. And this company interviewed me and basically was like, you know, we, I love you, interview, great. And it was to teach inmates uh, going home uh, how to go through the interview process, how to search for a job. That was the premise of this whole mock interview process. So she was like, you interviewed great, and we'd love you to come see us when you get out. And I was like, absolutely. And so I never forgot the lady's name or anything. And as soon as I hit the work release, I go straight to this place. And um, it's basically a cabinet company. And so I go to this place, and I'm working in a warehouse because I was still in work release. So I couldn't do what I wanted to do, which was it would be like an install position and be going to different construction sites, installing uh, uh, uh hollow metal doors and frames and whatnot. And so 
I'm in the warehouse working and I'm literally like loving the fact that I got a job, loving the fact that somebody took a chance on me out of prison, but hating where I was working. I was hating the work. I just didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I get out of work release. I transfer to what I really want to do, which is install. And I started that on June 7th. Mind you, they love him there in the warehouse, in the install. Everywhere he's been there, they love him. Yeah, they do. Like, absolutely love him. It's been pretty good. They've been good to me, and I definitely, you know, put my best foot forward when I go to work. So I get the new job uh, installing on June 7th. And my intention is like, listen, man, you know, I'm home. I have a household uh, that I need to run. I got a mortgage to pay. I need to get up and pay. And so the only thing I can do is, because they're taking a chance on me, is come out here, put my best foot forward, show them what I got, learn quickly, uh, be at work, be dependable every day, just kind of like my normal nature. I did that, and I got a raise in August. Mm-hmm. And I was, so I was in three months in that job and got a raise. And basically, But you had gotten a raise when you switched to that job too, right? No. Oh, you didn't? You no, because I hadn't house. been there a year, remember? Oh, and I wanted to right. wait till August. That's right. So I was there a that's year right. to ask for a raise. And so they gave me a raise. And I was like, yes. And they was like, we're going to. And because I travel a lot, they were like, we're going to reimburse you for half your gas. And I was like, yes, this is great. You know? And I was like, okay, now I can focus a little bit more on the job. And I had to worry about money so much. And so I was like, okay. So since August 27th, I think it was, that I got the raise, since then till now, I've just been working, working, working. Hard, y'all. And then today, when I was packing up on the way home, I get a call from my boss. And my boss was just like singing praises and saying that he appreciates my hard work, appreciates a lot of stuff that I do that a lot of people don't. And he was just like, you know, I'm just going to give you a raise, another raise. And so he gave me another raise. And then on top of that says, I'm going to reimburse you for all your gas, not just half of it. So, I mean, and I'm, we're talking a living wage. We're talking about a wage that is not a coming home from prison wage. It's a, <laughs> it's a wage that a lot of people out here want. And it's I was a just wage like, that took me for years to get to, which yeah. I'm kind of a little butthurt about that. Yeah. But, you know, it's my pockets, too. It's, it's when baby eat, I eat. It's definitely your pockets, too. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm feeling good, you know. And the thing is, with a guy that comes from my position I, I have a very old school mentality in terms of like money is always an issue with me and um so when this happened when i got my first raise you know there was a confidence factor that set in it was a little bit of confidence in in that you know you, you you're you're in a, you're on the right track track and you're going the right direction and you know you're taking care of your lady or at least you're helping at this point then with this raise it's like mm-hmm. I've never, ever in my life, even when I was doing something negative, I've never put my best foot forward and not succeeded. It's never, ever happened. So I knew when I started this that this is the track I want to go with this job. This is how I want to move up. And it's worked again. But at the same time, it's the only way to do things. Mm -hmm. I know how to go to a job. I know how to do things like reinvent a position. I know how to go into the job and, 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 and learn quickly. I know how to go into a job and do things that certain other people aren't doing. I know how to pay attention to those things. And those things have been beneficial to me in terms of giving me giving me some coin. It's been beneficial with me in, in wanting the bosses always wanting me around. And he even told me today, like, I'll always have a position at that company. So it's just been a great day. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's how life for us has been since I've come home. It's so true. And a lot of times we don't pay attention to it because like you say, we've been so busy in fighting this fight to 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 
put together all the stuff that we've been trying to the, the, the wedding and mm -hmm. you know the renovations and all that we've been fighting 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 to make sure that goes good and god had us the whole time you know it's because babe and this like y'all please know these are not things we're being braggadocious about and no. it's not anything we're taking personal credit for no. like this is all god doing it for us because we know we couldn't actually do this without him like no. literally could not but he really just takes good care of us yeah. and i think the reason he t shows us so much so much favor is because we work we're yeah. not sitting here waiting for life to happen for us no. like you have to put in the work you have to work while you're waiting for the blessing and we did we have done that like and the working the waiting is the hardest part because you're working so hard, but you're and you're waiting and not knowing what you're waiting for, not knowing why you're working so hard, but you just know like this is the formula. You do you work hard, you stay after it, and you play the long game. Mm -hmm. And our long game is extremely long. I feel like we played the longest, <laughs> the longest of the long game. But now those quick, we're getting a lot of quick wins, babe. Yeah, it's it's returns basically. They are it's the return returns. on the investment, and we, I mean, they happen so fast that it takes me sometimes a little while to be like, oh my god, this is just amazing. Like, mm -hmm. it takes me a while to process it, but once I like peep it, and I'm pe being able to peep it faster because it's literally like we'll talk about it. We just had this conversation this week, mm -hmm. and you came up with the raise today. Well, not only that, remember that there was something that you wanted to do in a different field and you talked to me about it and then the very next day a guy called you and said hey we've been considering you for this position right and, and it was I like no and it was like you already had the position the only thing you had to do was say you wanted it and then it was it was already done for you so yeah you're right we're not being braggadocious at all it's please not, understand please that. Know that uh we're just saying that these things are happening not because of us, but in spite of us, basically, because we, you know, we, we out here living life like everybody else and we don't mm -hmm. always do it the right way. But God just kind of like, he'd be like, no, 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 I just back need to stay, here. come back over here. Just, this That's, the path. I think, the key is that we've gotten better at listening to him oh, and, and noticing when he's switching our direction. Yeah, definitely. That, I think, was the hardest part for me for so long is because... I wouldn't quite understand that's what he was telling me to do. I didn't recognize his voice as well. Mm -hmm. And you know, just getting a getting your growing your relationship with him, you do recognize that a lot quicker and easier. And I'm just so grateful that I I can totally be like, no, God is telling me that. And sometimes when I'm talking to you, it is like I know that he's the one telling me this because I hadn't even thought of this before. But it came out like I had been planning this for days. Yeah. And it wasn't like, but it just rolls out and the plan is there. And we're just like walking in this plan that he's literally laying out for us. It's exciting, y'all. It's so exciting. It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. And that's where we're at right now. I mean, and trust me, y'all, as much talking as we've been doing, we left out a lot. We did. So please understand that that's how busy life has been. But we're here to give you guys life as we live it and it more abundantly and, and, and kind of like give you our experience because what I went through with my job, that's part of reentry. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times when God be in prison, he's doing the positive thing in prison. He expecting those positive things that he does in prison to, 
to reap benefits as soon as he comes home, right? So he's taking the classes and he's getting the knowledge and he's getting the trade skills. And then he come home and he thinks he wants to get this job that's going to pay top dollar. And so part of the reentry thing is understanding that when you come from those behind those walls, that there's still work that has to be done no matter how much you did in there. Mm -hmm. That's part of reentry. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think the work is done when you get out. So those are the different different aspects of the reentry that we want to kind of bring in because uh, it's looked at a totally different way, reentry that is. Oh, yeah. Than people really think it is. Like, people don't even understand the little intricate parts of reentry. Mm-hmm. And it's way more than just getting a job, finding a place to live. It's a lot more than that. It's so much more detailed to that. And the relationship part, I feel, is an an aspect that is not talked about. And I'm not just talking about relationship as like me and him, man and, you know, wife, man and wife. But you coming back into families or settings that are already established. And now you're having to acclimate acclimate and, and come into a new normal that you've that's already been kind of dictated for you, but like finding your footing Mm -hmm. and us finding our footing. I think a lot of times just how to repair relationships, how to feed them, how to grow them, all of those things are not really things people learn um, or are taught. And especially when you've been away, there's sometimes some atonement you have to do. There's some bridges you have to rebuild. Um, But anyway, what I was just saying is that the relationship part will be us kind of just Talking about how the relationships are fe- affected that you left, that you're coming back to, that you might need to leave now, like all of those things. So we want to hear from you guys. If you have questions, if you have concerns, if you have scenarios, if you have situations, whether someone was is currently locked up and get coming home soon, have come home soon. Mm-hmm. If you're the wife or the girlfriend, whatever the case, let us know because we know that this is hard. We've been yeah. through all the things. So... Give us some material that we can help y'all with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're here for y'all. You know, we're not here to just to run our mouths. We're here to actually offer a little bit. <laughs> actually offer uh, help and assistance and guidance and all, just feedback. Because yeah. sometimes that's what you need. You just need somebody to kind of bounce stuff off of. Because we're learning too. We're so we're, we're, we're planning to learn from y'all and hoping y'all can see what we're going through and be like, yeah, I went through that or try this mm-hmm. or you've already done that. That's why mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see what else y'all can share with us. But yeah. that's kind of where we are with it. We are going into 2022 very optimistic, very happy, very in love, very, very in like. Yeah. I really like you a lot today. Girl, be my chick. Yeah, my I mean that today. raise did not hurt. Oh, Cause you know, mama like. You know, I was the same dude before I got the raise. Yeah, but this she morning just, when I left, she just automatically wants to clap when it just it happens when you when you start making them she bands. <laughs> when them them bands will make her dance like that's, that's really that's how it goes. So that's what's up. Two thousand twenty point one. We are excited. We're excited to be here with you guys. Till the wheels fall off podcast. We just mm-hmm. finished episode one and you guys were with us. Dope. Spice Rack, Pookie Pack. We will see you every week on Thursdays. The Till the Wheels Fall Off podcast. You will find us on all the, the different sites that you listen to podcasts on. But you will also be able to find our visual podcast on our my YouTube channel, Spice Life TV. I'll put that down here. If you want to watch us do this, feel free to do that on that, and we'll do, we'll post that on Thursdays as well. We'll be here. Here. Will you? 
Oh, oh, they're gonna be here. They'll be here. Spice Rack, they know when to show up. Now, you might need to get these pookie packs together because the Spice Rack know what to do. Anybody follow me, fall right in line anyway, so I ain't worried about it. Please like him. You <laughs> like him, y'all. He's really nice. He's not all, well, he is like this, but he's likable too. I am likable. Be likable. That was likable. They like that. Y'all, until next time, we will see you then. Thank you for being here so much, and we'll see you next time. Humble, thank you. Bye, guys.